0: This episode of the Living Yoga Show was brought to you by the Living Yoga Society's Outreach Project, dedicated to serving the community and providing yoga and spiritual life coaching to people in deep life-changing experiences, including PTSD, cancer, anxiety, depression, birth, and end-of-life transitions. To add your heartbeat to this outreach project, go to livingyogasociety.org donate, and follow the link to patreon.com or PayPal. Hello, and welcome to the Living Yoga Show. I'm Shivani, and together with my co-host Param Jodi, we will explore the teachings of yoga, its techniques, philosophy, and take a look at how it can be applied to our everyday life. So, here we go. Hello and welcome to the Living Yoga Show. My name is Shivani How, and today we have a very special podcast for you. It's all about Navaratri. Navaratri, what is that you might say? Nava means nine and ratri means nights. So Navaratri is the nine nights of Durga. Now in our lineage we practice this sadhana twice a year in the spring and in the fall and it's it's about moving through change with grace. And the nine nights of Durga, we have a Durga uh, sadhana, which means practice, that we do every morning for nine mornings. And then on the 10th day, we have a big heaven or fire ceremony in celebration of the transformation that we have just gone through. The first three days of Navaratri, we honor the energy of Kali. So if Durga is the supreme soul, the Parashakti, then from that supreme soul, it gets split up into the energy of birth, sustaining, and transformation. And so Kali is about the transformation. So when we work with the energy of Kali, we're wanting to look at ourselves and let go. We're wanting to empty out, we're wanting to loosen any parts of our personality or parts of our identification that is held in ignorance, that is holding us back from our fullest potential. So the first three days that we chant to Durga, we're invoking the energy of Kali to give us the clarity, the strength, the the um, conviction or tapasya, that spiritual fire that we talked about with the Yamas into allowing us to let go of what we no longer need to hold on to. So we we become an empty vessel. Then the next three days, we chant to Lakshmi. And Lakshmi is about abundance. It's about bringing in the new. So the first three days, we're emptying out. And then the next three days, we're bringing in the new. And that's about worth not, not in material worth but in spiritual worth to bring in the light. So the first three days we're dispelling the darkness In the next three days we're invoking the light of Lakshmi and the abundance that allows us to fill in the gaps that we've just had the courage to empty out of. And from there, the next three days is Saraswati. And Saraswati is the energy of integration, of wisdom, of knowledge, of sealing the transformation. Because sometimes we create a new habit and we hold it for a little while, but it doesn't really stick. You know, And what we want to do is we want to create such a core transformation within our beings through these practices that the last three days to Saraswati gives us the wisdom and the integration so that that transformation sticks. And then on the 10th day, we celebrate the entire process. From a mythological perspective, the 10th day is when Durga slays the demon. And, and the demon is... Uh, our ignorance. Uh, the demon is our shadow, and so when a when a deva or or a god or a goddess slays the demon, what they're doing is they're disempowering the ignorance. And so, from a Western perspective, I like to put it in the perspective of celebrating the transformation rather than slaying a demon. <laughs> but that's just me. So. Transformation is not just a a one day, Bob's your uncle, here you go, you're never the same again. It's a conscious unfolding over the nine days. And it's really beautiful to see what comes up on what day, which days are easy to get up to do all of the practices which days are harder to get up to do the practices and to allow yourself to go through the the practice of it, to go through the process of it. And so we chant. Now, you might be wondering why I'm talking about chanting. And at Ishtadev Niwas, in my practice, in the way that I relate to the teachings, mantra is a fundamental and core practice of integrating. Now, mantra, the word mantra comes from manas, which means mind, and tra, which is triyoti, which means liberation. So when we engage with the Sanskrit language, In a way that holds intention for transformation, we chant these mantras. And when we're chanting the mantras, what we're doing is we're invoking these frequencies into our mind to liberate our mind from the bondages of ignorance. So I thought I'd tell you a little bit about the actual sadhana that we do for the nine mornings of Navaratri letting you know about which chance we do and why and how a sadhana of this kind is is put together the first one is our Guru Mantra, and whenever you do a sadhana, you want to start the sadhana by invoking the light beings. You want to invoke the light beings, and then you remove the obstacles. So we chant the Guru Mantra, and then we bring in the the chant of Ganesh, the Ganesh Strotum, which removes the obstacles and creates a seal around the practice. Then we chant the Devi Suktam, which is one of my favorite chants. The Devi Suktim being uh, a celebration of calling in the Divine Mother. Namastase, 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 Namonamaha. Ya Devi Sarvabhuteshu, Shakti Rupena Samstita. You are the form of the Mother. You are the form of pure energy. Namastase, 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 Namonamaha. And... This is calling in all the forms of the divine mother and celebrating each form as you call it forth so that as we've calling her forth we're then able to offer to her the main sadhana that we chant is this one take a listen <laughs> So that was a little snippet from the Sundari Alahari, which means the path of beauty. And that chant is a, a poem that was written about the experience of Ma Kundalini rising up the spinal column, uniting with Shiva and then drawing back down the spinal column and embodying that enlightenment in this human experience. So every day when you're chanting this, what you're doing as you are invoking the frequencies of that experience into your energy body so that in time, maybe not this lifetime, maybe in this lifetime, you have the opportunity to align your reality with the frequencies of that experience. When we finish mantra of the Sundaria Lahari, we chant the Shantipa. Uh, Shantipa is the path of peace and Twameva. Check it out. Said <speaking> Gamaya, <in> Tamaso, ma, dear Gamaya, Rachel, ma, Hamletam, Gamaya, Sarvesham, Sustir, Ravantu. <language> So that was a little bit of the Shantipa and that what that's doing, just like at the beginning of a practice when we chant the Guru Mantra to bring in the light beings, this seals the sadhana in light and offers some of the blessings of our efforts and of our practice to all beings everywhere on all dimensions for health, peace, and prosperity. May all beings know happiness. Loka, samastha, pavantu. This helps seal the sadhana in light. And then, of course, tuameva. tuameva <laughs> Twameva bandu, Shasaka, Twameva, Twameva, Twa meva, Mama Deva. This is one of my favourite chants. Twameva, Mata, Chapita, Twameva, Thou art my mother and my father. Toa Meva Banjush Chasaka toa Meva, thou art my friend and my beloved. This is a chant of gratitude to the Divine Mother to say, without you, without your grace, without you being my everything, I am nothing. And so this really seals the entire practice in the energy of gratitude. And this is our morning practice. So we do the Guru Mantra and, the, and remove the obstacles with the Ganesh Strotam. Then we chant the Devi Suktam, calling in the Divine Mother. And then we get to the part heart of the Sundaraya Lahari, of the, uh, the path of beauty. And then, of course, sealing the practice with light. So as yogis, while we try and integrate the teachings of yoga into our everyday life, it's extremely important for us to have intense periods of practice to stimulate real transformation. Now, intense periods of practice might mean one full day, it might be one weekend, it might be 10 days like Navaratri or nine nights, it might be three months, it might be three years. But it's important to retreat. And this is why I think uh, having the Navaratri Sadhanas at Ishtedev is extremely special uh, to have them in British Columbia where you can come and by donation stay for the 10 days and immerse yourselves in the practice, in the chanting, integrating it with Karma Yoga in between and really learn about the process of transformation. But Durga, why why is this Durga so important? Well, Durga, as the Supreme Being, as the Divine Mother, if you look at an image of her, a mandala of her, she is riding a lion. And the significance of the lion is pretty important, because the lion in the symbology of the unconscious mind is related to fear. And when Durga's riding the lion, she is riding fear. Fear is not riding her. The lion is not standing on top of her. And what that means is changing our relationship to fear so that we can use the energy. I mean fear is a is a natural human emotional experience. It's something we all experience. It's something that's very healthy. It it stimulates the survival mechanism. It stimulates the sympathetic nervous system, our fight and flight. But a lot of the times we experience irrational fear. We experience fear that is not realistic in our immediate i'm about to die kind of way. And what we can do when we experience that is shift our perspective of it to go, "Hey, I'm experiencing fear right now, but I don't have to I don't have to relate to it. I don't have to interact with it in a way where it stops me as though I'm about to die. I can relate to it in a way that is pure energy." It's pure energy for me to stimulate transformation because a lot of the times when we experience fear, it's our ego resisting change. And the ego doesn't like to change. The ego likes the status quo. Even if the status quo is painful, the ego would prefer to stay as it is in suffering, in pain, in ignorance than to change. And this is a a big part about how we use the yogic teachings in our day-to-day life is to start to use the energy of of fear, guilt, of shame, of attachment, the shadows of the different chakras to stimulate transformation rather than hold us in bondage to our perceived reality. So when Durga is standing or sitting on this Lion. It's a very important image to say, hey, we all experience fear, but fear is a catalyst to change. It is a very primal, very powerful energy that we can use to catapult transformation. So that's what we're trying to do within our Navaratri sadhana: is to use the energy of Durga, the the inspiration of this energy that uses fear as a catalyst for change to bring about deep inquiry within ourselves, to bring about deep transformation and to seal the entire process in awareness, in consciousness, in kindness and in light. So this is Navaratri, and right now we are in that 10 days of Navaratri. As I am recording this today, we are on day six. So we are in the third day of Lakshmi, of filling back up. And tomorrow we will move into embodying the wisdom. We'll move into holding that space with uh, with light and sealing our, our transformation. So... If anybody out there is interested in experiencing Navaratri as a sadhana, come and join us in the fall at the end of September. Please go to our website, livingyogasociety.org, and check out our contact page. Send us an email and step forward into the the process of transformation consciously at the foot of the Divine Mother in the form of Durga. So to all of you out there, Namasté, 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 Namo namaha, and namonarain. Ya Devi Namasté, 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 If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends on Facebook, and feel free to donate a dollar at LivingYogaSociety.org/donate. back.